Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Monday. The old playgrounds, the, the, the ones from the before time, the wooden fortresses of giant beams and, and steel bars and things like that. Um, have you ever injured yourself on them? Answer might be yes. Hopefully it was pretty minimal, but uh, I've got several stories that come to mind. Um, I, I even not just uh, that, but like swings, which were parts of big playgrounds, sometimes standalone. I've definitely had some injuries from swings. One time swung up into the air, very high, uh, got some verticality, landed down on one knee, one of the two knees. Uh, even landing on both is something you don't want to do, let alone one, and uh, skinned my knee bad, like down to the cap. It was rough. It was rough. Um, and now we also got a text message coming in from Jacob saying that uh, when he was a kid, it wasn't necessarily an injury, but his little sister got stuck in one of those spirals. You know, those. it's not really a slide, but you kind of like slide down on it in a spiral, but kids would always climb onto the inside of it, stuck inside for far too long, eventually extracted, you know, without incident, as you do. What's your story? How did the playgrounds treat you when you were growing up? Guns N' Roses, they had a, uh, a planned release of a song called Perhaps for Friday of last week, and then for no known reason, Universal Music had uh, postponed it, saying it's going to take a little bit longer for it to actually get released. However, that didn't stop it from getting released, sort of. The band has not actually acknowledged it directly, but there was a bunch of jukeboxes in bars, TouchTunes digital jukebox machines with artwork... As, and everything, uh, it was released in their system on the 11th, so people were still able to listen to it over the weekend in a weird way. The Foo Fighters, speaking of weird, they were able to bring Michael Buble on stage. Why? You might not be aware of this, but throughout their entire tour, they've had a new drummer playing along with them. And that drummer has a big, big repertoire. Uh, he, uh, his name is Fries, and uh, they put together a medley of different songs that he has worked on, including he was actually the session drummer for the album cut of Michael Bublé's Haven't Met You Yet. So within that medley of songs, Haven't Met You Yet has been played pretty much at every stop on the Foo Fighters tour. Now, at the most recent show... They decided to uh, get a fan from the audience holding up a sign that said, I heart Buble. They said, oh, super fan, come on up on stage. Uh, turns out it was the man himself reuniting with Josh Freese on the drums. I was out for dinner with my partner last night with my girlfriend. And, uh, you know, they got TVs on at the restaurant and everything. We saw an ad for that upcoming charity broadcast. It's happening next weekend. Um, and I have been laughing since because... She mistakenly said the charity broadcast Stand Up to Canada thing. It's it's Stand Up to Cancer, but Stand Up to Canada makes me laugh. Uh, just the idea just wedged itself in my brain. I, I was in tears laughing at the restaurant table because I immediately pictured it, you know? Like, uh, we have gathered together a host of your favorite celebrities, artists, and public figures on one stage with one common goal tonight. Together, with your generous support, we can stand up to Canada. 
We want them to be even further north from us, all right? They're too close. <laughs> it's got some of that blame Canada South Park energy. Of course, the actual stand-up to cancer details, uh, you know. Tons of people are going to be joining, of course. Heartwarming special. It's been going on since 2008, and it's going to be happening on August uh, 19th of this year, I believe. And, you know, all kinds of stuff you can check out online. And, of course, support if you want, standuptocancer.org. But I still think Stand Up to Canada might have legs. Tuesday. Some stuff went down last minute style with the Donair costume auction. Now, not a lot of action happened, but there was an upset at the last moment. To bring you up to speed, the Albertan government, for whatever weird reason, has in their possession a Donair costume, a really impressive one. These mascot costumes can be, uh, you know, brand new, ordered, commissioned, you know, made to order. Can be up to like fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars already. Uh, but this one was specifically a Donair costume, and the auction got up to sixteen thousand and twenty dollars, and kind of just hung there for the longest time. That top bidder, camping with Steve, and they don't even show up on the list of previous bids for the longest time. It's like you just showed up and was like, ah, fifteen dollars more than the last one. And we'll be good to go. Well, the person that was outbid by camping with Steve, Primetime Donair, decided at the very last second yesterday as the auction was coming to a close to add $5 to their bid. $16,025 is your finishing number for the Donair costume. Will we ever hear about it ever again? Will it show up somewhere? Stampede, K-Days, something like that. Will we even see it at Ribfest at the end of the month here in Fort McMurray? I kind of have my doubts about all of it, but still, it was fun while it lasted. The furthest photo ever taken of Earth from very, very, very far away was has been taken, has been shown to us, has been released by NASA. It was Colin James, just came back, 100.5 Cruise FM, and uh, the photo taken basically from around Saturn, from the Cassini spacecraft, is the furthest photo. But in a series of a lot of photos, it seems like just about every time, which, fair enough, isn't that often, but it has happened several times, that we do send a device from this planet of ours out there into the, the, the surrounding space with the ability to take photos, at some point, it gets turned around and we take a photo of Earth. It, there's a whole bunch of them. And this one, the latest one, being the furthest one away, really, I mean, you don't see much detail. It's just a blue dot. Carl Sagan wrote all about it, right? Uh, we're just on the mode of a blue speck of dust out there in the oceans of the cosmos. But it's a cool photo, nonetheless. The rings of Saturn looking great. It looks like some CGI stuff, but NASA says, hey, this is a cool photo. We actually took this. It actually came back. Radio waves throughout space sending us very, very cool details. Uh, it's awesome. Does it make it the very furthest away selfie ever taken? I think it kind of does. And here's the thing. Even though we can barely see the planet, you still look bad in it. You're listening to the Steve Reed Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Dolly Parton, we know that she's putting out a new album, a rock and roll album coming. But we actually might get our first taste of it very soon. Uh, apparently she's going to be uh, covering Let It Be with Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr. But that's not all. You've also got Mick Fleetwood and Peter Frampton on the track as well. And apparently this will be coming this week. The al- actual album called Rockstar is coming later on in the year, but... I didn't know this, and this is staggering. It's actually Dolly Parton's 49th solo studio album. Wild. 
Uh, and George Harrison in the news as well. Uh, more his mum in the news, because apparently she was disgusted back during Beatlemania when fans would be screaming all the way through her son's gigs. And uh, the reason we know this is because there's a letter being sold in a memorabilia auction later on this month featuring a ton of Beatles items. And it's a letter written to uh, the son, uh, Mr. Harrison, and talking about how uh, mom just wasn't appreciating. Uh, No one with any sense would pay and queue for a ticket just to stand on a seat and scream and not hear one sound from the stage. <laughs> Amazing. And if you're curious, that letter is expected to get about 100 to 150 pounds at auction. To survive, you need food. Food Festival. Fort McMurray Food Festival 2023. It's still ongoing. In fact, we had a conversation with a couple of people who are representing both the benefactors of the entire situation and also the organizers. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, people from Waypoints as well as the board for the Food Festival, respectively. Hello. And welcome. Evan Dizak, I am the Community and Corporate Relations Manager for Waypoints Community Association. And I'm Mike Jones, and I am the chair of the Fort McMurray Food Festival Board. So, for those who aren't aware, what is Waypoints all about in our community? Waypoints is a, a nonprofit organization in town here, and we run the uh, Women's Emergency Shelter, the uh, Long-Term Housing Program, as well as all of the uh, domestic violence, uh, sexual abuse, and youth advocacy outreach programs in town here. And so, yeah, the Food Festival is our kind of big main fundraiser for us for the year to kind of support our operations. So a great number of the events of the Fort McMurray Food Festival have come, have gone, but the main one kind of lasting throughout the entire fair is the Taste of YMM, uh, and uh, and that is ongoing till August 31st. What's happening with that? There's so many great restaurants and pubs and like even like food trucks starting to pop up and little vendors here in town. So finding a way to celebrate them and like bring the community together and then bring the restaurants to them kind of speak. Right. So just to uh, put on some awesome events for the community and at the same time, let them discover a new favorite dish. It runs all the way till August 31st. So you'll have time to try some food. Eating food for a great cause, uh, one of my favorite things to do of all time. And uh, for that great cause, uh, where does the money go? The entire food festival in support of Waypoints, how does it get spent? That money goes to supporting Waypoints and all of our operations there to, you know, ensure that we can, you know, keep the women's shelter running, make sure that all of our outreach programs can keep running because, you know, it's, you know, Waypoints provides a really valuable service in town here. And I know, um, again, with COVID, with everyone, with the way the economy has been going, you know, things have, you know, people have been struggling. And so we've noticed that the need for our services have been going up in the past mm-hmm. few years. So we need to make sure that, you know, we're raising enough money. So, you know, we have the staff and, the uh, capacity to be able to in order to you know help people who need the help so that's sort of you know my job here is to really make sure that the the people who are working in the shelter and doing all the outreach programs you know they have the resources that they need to do the very important work that they do wednesday the big question every wednesday trying to get some brain cells opened up and this is inspired by a study Uh, take it with a grain of salt of course but a study about who says i love you first And uh, so far, responses, uh, well, uh, only a few people getting in touch, doesn't really make a a proper sample size, but so far, responses seem to be skewing towards women. As in, women have been saying I love you first to some very emotionally available people. (laughs) Not, uh, but uh, the study actually suggests that men are more likely to, at about two weeks sooner, at the three and a half month mark in a new relationship. Again, 
grains and grains of salt. But I want to know your story, your lovely romantic story. Who said I love you first? And did you say it back? Say it back! Or, you know, just text us the story. 780-715-2789. Wargaming, who are the people behind two big online uh, mobile games, World of Tanks and World of Warships, have got both of those titles locked in for a cross-collaboration with none other than Megadeth. And it's all about the Wargaming Metal Fest that's coming up starting on the 29th of this month. Uh, if you didn't know, the name of the mascot for Megadeth is Vic Rattlehead. And he's going to be appearing for the very first time ever in a video game as part of this uh, pr promotion. And uh, as well, there's going to be voiceover for him. <clears throat> also voiceover provided by Dave Mustaine, by Kiko Loreo, and uh, James Lomenzo, as well as Dirk Verburen. Ah, I always mess up those names every single time. But <clears throat> the whole band, basically coming out for it. Meanwhile, frontman for Stone Sour, previously currently Slipknot, Corey Taylor actually had a very weird collaboration of his own going on. He was at a, uh, a convention, the Huntington Comic and Toy Convention in West Virginia over the weekend, and while there... Tom Kenny, who does the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants, as well as many other characters, uh, invited him on stage for a special performance of the theme song for SpongeBob SquarePants. Corey Taylor and the voice of SpongeBob singing it out for the live crowd. That just seems weird, but awesome. Wonder what retirement homes are going to look like when uh, I'm old enough to be in one, huh? Uh, you have a friend who used to work in a retirement home, and I was hearing just, you know, some of the stories, some of the information about it this week, and got me thinking about it. You know, uh, it seems like currently they're very much linked to the baby boomer generation, and that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I picture, you know, daily screenings of All in the Family and nightly viewings of Murder, She Wrote. That's just what comes to mind. But when my generation gets up there... I feel like we're going to have GoldenEye 64 battles and we're going to be eating pizza pops for every lunch. Or you know what? Better yet, uh, and this isn't my idea, I've seen it floating around, just make retirement homes out of old defunct malls. Right back to the 90s. Uh, freshen up the movie theater, polish the food court, and make sure that the absolutely needless water feature is working again. You're set. And also keep the old-timey photo booth stall in operation, because we just, we love that stuff. Thursday. You might have to surrender your Monster Energy drink, I'm afraid. There's been a recall in Canada. Oh no, what's going on this time? Actually, it's in a run of a whole bunch of different uh, energy drinks over the last several weeks that have been recalled. And uh, the issue is basically one of two or both things in each case. And one of those things is, hey, you don't have uh, proper French labeling to sell in Canada. Gotta be bilingual, baby. We got English and French going on here. And uh, the other is the caffeine content. Now, uh, boring, nitty-gritty. Canada only allows up to a maximum of 180 milligrams of caffeine in a single energy drink to be sold. Uh, and some were around the 200 mark, some up to 300, depending on the brand. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, a bunch of monster energy drinks been recalled. They issue a statement saying, hey, you should throw them out or return them or, or something like that. Do not consume. Do not consume. And they kind of have to. And I'm not saying don't listen to the advisory at all. I am just saying, realistically, those cans also say limit one per day. And uh, if you've got a friend who is hard on the energy drinks, you know that one per day is when they're on a good week. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. But I also question the names of some of these energy drinks. These can't be real. These can't be real. You've got, okay, so some are sound normal, like Ghost or Rise. Yeah, that just sounds badass and like it might give you some energy or something. Then other ones are just called like Fast Twitch. 
because that's the side effect. Uh, bang, C4, and cocaine. Just actually selling an energy drink that got recalled in Canada called cocaine. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Everything's expensive, man. Everything is so, so expensive. I mean, for example, just reading that uh, the price of pasta went up 10% since last month. And uh, that's the kind of inflation that usually happens like over a year or more. Or more. And <clears throat> while I think it's a bit dramatic, but entertaining still, uh, people are joking about, you know, the apocalypse being upon us all the time. Uh, and, of course, a lot of that line of joking came from the three-plus years of pandemic, of course. It only makes sense. But if it is the end of the world as we know it, all of the imagery and the, like, descriptions and scenes from movies of the apocalypse throughout my entire life have been completely way off. We had no idea. We thought we were going to see, uh, you know... Brimstone falling from the sky. No, really what it is is just way slower and way more expensive. Hey, Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. Hey, don't forget to come and give us a, a hi. Give us a visit if you're on Facebook and you want to see us. Well, you can't go to the original spot. Check out our new page we just started off called Community Cruise. Be one of the first. How fun is that? Uh, getting into your music news headlines, Bruce Springsteen has had to axe a couple of shows on his U.S. tour dates after being taken ill, is the quotation on the uh, the post that they made through the social media, at Springsteen. Taken ill. Sounds like, uh, you know, he's got the consumption in the Victorian era, but sincerely hoping that he has a quick recovery and that he's not doing too badly. Alice Cooper in the news saying that the Beatles would absolutely have come back around and reunited had, of course... Different events not transpired, namely John Lennon being killed. Uh, you know, he was a very, very close friend, uh, that is Alice Cooper, of John Lennon and Paul McCartney back in the 70s. Uh, he would often host them in Hollywood at his Vampire's Drinking Club. And he says that after hanging out with them and talking to them, uh, they were after each other's throats when it came to the breakup and all that stuff. But if anything said anything bad about Paul around that club back in those days, John would have taken a swing because they were best friends. He said it would have been a matter of time, but tragedy prevented that. Food is exciting! It's always exciting. I'm very much looking forward to the Empty Bowls Festival returning again this Sunday. And uh, that's, of course, being put on for and by the Wood Buffalo Food Bank Association. I've got Michelle as well as Dan from the association to tell us all about it. I've been many times. It's a favorite event of mine on the calendar. But for those who don't know, what's the story? So Empty Bowls is a fun, family-friendly event that features local vendors uh, giving us some food. And then we have arts there as well, displaying uh, both for auction items as well as the Potter's Guild is there selling some items. And we'll have local musicians providing some entertainment and all kinds of other goodies. <laughs> Lots in store, right? And it's always interesting to see the creativity behind the bowls that get painted in town, not to mention the ones completely handcrafted from scratch by the Fort McMurray Potters Guild. So uh, your best bet for best selection, maybe get there a little early. But, uh, you know, for those who don't know about the uh, the event, when is it and uh, and, uh, and how are people going to be able to enjoy themselves there? It happens August 20th, and it's down at the Heritage Village, and uh, it's just a one-day event. We do it once a year, and, and really is, again, like I said, it's that family-friendly event to get people in. It is a ticketed event, so the tickets are $25, uh, but that $25 does get you a bowl, and then it gets you a sampling from all of the food vendors, and we're really hoping to have about 10 food vendors this year. So, you know, a sampling bowl is really going to cost you about, like, $7 if you went to the store to actually say, hey, can I have a 
a bowl of soup sort of thing. Uh, it's not Oliver Twist. It's not, please, sir, can I have a little bit more? <laughs> um, but there is, you know, multiple vendors and it really is a good value. That $25 really just kind of helps us cover the cost of the event itself and, and, and putting it on. It raises a little bit of money, but it's, it's not our goal. It, our goal of that event is to raise awareness and again, providing an affordable event for families in this community to get out and enjoy. And the weather is going to be mighty enjoyable as well. Uh, Michelle, so uh, if people want to help out with the event, they're hearing this, they're going, that sounds cool. What if I put my shoulder to the wheel and helped out? How can people do that? Yeah, absolutely. So you can reach out directly to me. My name is Michelle. It's C-O-M-M at woodbuffalofoodbank.com. Or you can also just message the Facebook page or Instagram page. I'll get back to you right away. If you're looking to be a vendor, you're looking to volunteer. If you're looking to come out and purchase tickets, we have them right on our, our Facebook page, the Wood Buffalo Food Bank Association. There's lots of different links that you can click pinned right to the top. So it's the very first thing that you'll see. But yeah, absolutely. If you're looking to volunteer, here or get involved contact me directly and uh, if you're wanting to grab a ticket do so so the sooner the better we'll see you there on sunday it's going to be kicking off at 11 again at heritage village downtown friday i just don't understand it why don't we have horns uh, that are you know different on cars right i really do think that this is silly like i mean you're telling me that we can't do this we don't have the technology you know what i mean uh, why don't they make two different sounding horns? Serious question. And I'm, I'm talking like make the, hey, I just kind of need to get your attention. Horn. A small button somewhere that your your thumb can reach on the steering wheel, right? Where you don't have to give it much thought. It's not like a panic reaction. You're waiting for somebody in front of you. They don't realize you're there. You're just trying to be like, hey, hello. Somebody doesn't jump off of the, the, the starting line at, uh, you know, the race that is the green light turning. You know, you, you just get a little, huh? And then keep the, what the hell are you doing? Learn how to drive, horn, as the smash anywhere in the middle of the steering wheel option. You know what I mean? You're telling me that we can't figure this out as a society? I don't think so. Why isn't it possible? It's just not. Why not, you stupid bastard? As promised and then taken away and then re-promised again. And also, in the meantime, they're leaked on some jukeboxes across North America in bars and things like that. Uh, the new Guns N' Roses single has arrived. It's called Perhaps, and this is still from the era from Chinese Democracy where uh, that four-song EP Hard School that released last year uh, also drew all of the inspiration from, so they had a bunch of unreleased music from that time, and of course it was a time soon before the band kind of imploded, and now they're back together again in you know, some way, shape, or form, and they're looking at those old uh, lyrics that they wrote, the old music that they were working on. And so they polished it off, and the world now gets to hear a little bit of Perhaps. Here's a taste. Very interesting. A lot of heavy piano in there as well, but uh, worth listening to. Speaking of new music, it's not a new song, but a new recording. Uh, Dolly Parton's version of Let It Be from her upcoming Rockstar album is also featuring uh, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr. That released today. Still got that voice, you know? Still works. Gritty. You know, Gritty. I mean, he's super famous, kind of like in and of himself. He's the mascot for the Philly Flyers, of course. He's only been around for, you know, five years now, but 
Uh, you know, people know Gritty who don't know the Flyers or don't know anything about the NHL. He's got a celebrity unto himself, and for the very first time, that celebrity is going to be turned into a, a calendar for 2024. Yeah, I mean, that sounds funny enough in and of itself. I mean, I'm, I'm curious enough, but they promise that it's going to be cute, furry, and sexy. That's the part that raises concern, doesn't it, right? I mean, he's already kind of cute. He's definitely furry, but sexy is a bit weird. And they've posted some preview images. Uh, You know, some of them, of course, themed around the big holidays. One where he's actually dressed up like the turkey at the Thanksgiving dinner. It's uh, a little awkward. But some of them are super cute. I think the one that uh, you know, is uh, not sexy, but uh, but but the one that is the weirdest of all is definitely him dressed as a leprechaun for March. Uh, I'm curious. I'm so curious. And if they hold uh, some of these photos behind the curtain, you know what I mean, until the actual calendar comes out, I might just have to get one. The morbid curiosity is killing me. Transmission over. Want more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 5.30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.